You are listening to Feminine, a podcast featuring conversations with feminist organizers, advocates, and leaders. This episode may contain some profanity. Sorry, Mom. quick um because i'm i'm terrible at starting these off with a proper introduction um and i will never not be awkward so um, <laughs> my name is allison i am the host of feminine um this is a podcast featuring feminist leaders organizers and advocates and today i am so excited to be talking to danielle north um and so you do a ton of different things. And one of the, I, so I was doing a little bit of like background just to like refresh my memory. Um, and I really love your heading on LinkedIn. It says that you're an education consultant, serial entrepreneur and advocate for women, children, equity, and diversity. Um, and I just love that because there's, Obviously that speaks to depth and, and just because as long as I've known you, um, which has been a couple of years now, um, you just, you have a ton of pots on the stove all the time and I love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good way to put it. Um, and thank you so much. And you know, I, I thought about that for a while. Like, how do I succinctly put this together? Because like you said, I do wear many hats, but I do think that they all um, align and come together. Um, and, and sometimes when I'm ripping and running around here, it doesn't always feel like it. Um, but it's important to kind of put those things out in writing um, and it helps helps with the sanity of it all. But um, thank <laughs> you so much for having me, darling. Um, and, and, you you know, you summed it up with that, you know, that that's the work that I do. I do a ton of work in education with uh, several different entities, um, because I have my own education consulting firm. Um, and I have a, um, a brick and mortar business, which is a licensed childcare center. And it's also the first and only indoor playground in the city of Detroit. And, um, and then I have the, which is how we met the Women's Leadership Network, uh, Detroit Women's Leadership Network, um, and, you know, really advocating for women and, you know, fighting for us to have, you know, the equality, right, um, that that we believe in. And and that goes across all boards and even at home. And so constantly, you know, discussing and working through what that means. And it may mean different things for different women at various points in their lives. But I think the important thing is elevating the conversation, getting our voices out there and advocating for one another for what that might mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know that you, you actually, I don't know about frequently, but you have definitely been interviewed quite a bit focusing on kind of like you know, maybe sort of different silos that you work on. So I wonder if I, let me back up just a second though. Um, because my first interview was with a friend who does, she advocates a lot for type one diabetes because that's what she has. Um, or, uh, and I just, um, aired an episode with a former mentor and colleague 
who um, works in the United Way. She's the head of Impact. And um, so she worked a lot about, she talked a lot about working for the United Way in West Michigan and trying to push an equity agenda in West Michigan, which is fun. Um, (laughs) And, um, you know, so they definitely have very strong sort of passion areas that I, that immediately come to mind. So I wonder if, when I think about that with you, is there, again, because you've been interviewed in a couple different places and, um, what would you sort of, if there is one, what would you point to as like your, your main avenue or like what, what is, where does your heart really lie with your sort of advocacy? Um, if that's a fair question. Hmm. Um, (laughs) I think that is the difficult thing about me and why I'm spread across at least, you know, as best I can break it out in those three areas um, Mm -hmm. is because I am really passionate about those specific areas. And I have found that I can't actually pull myself away from either of those. Um, And I've also been able to find uh, the avenues by which I'm able to commit myself in various ways. Um, For the purposes of this conversation, um, and, and particularly because of the, the title of the work that you do, I think it's really helpful to, you know, we can stay in this pot and this, this focus of women um, and my passion there and kind of some of the things that I'm doing for that right now, because what will happen is it's going to roll over and particularly in, in these COVID times, it's going to roll mm-hmm. over into the work that I do in education and with childcare. And and I think that's fair. Actually, that's a really good call out because I talked to another friend of mine who was like, you know, my, I have a layered identity. Like there's this idea of womanhood cannot be extricated from all of these other things that we are. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm a mother and I'm a wife. And so, um, you know, my advocacy and the things that I, I follow after really, really, um, blend in with my life. When I started my brick and mortar business, my children were at the fore of that. And so Mm -hmm. as a mom and as a wife, and as someone who's juggling all of these things, I have passions. I want to start things. I want to do things, you know, would not have made sense for me at that point in my life to start a restaurant because that would have taken me away from my children. And, um, and not that the work that I do hasn't at points taken me away from my children, but I've been in a very unique situation where the business that I created has been an asset for my family as much as it has been a professional development and enriching experience for me. Um, and, and so, um, I, I think w- as women, we, we have to juggle that identity. You know, how can I be mom, but then also build this, how can I be wife and, you know, take care of home and those responsibilities and also build this? Well, you know, that, happen to, you know, really work out for me and it's still paying off today. So I I think it's, it's disappointing. I think in some ways, because we know men don't always have to look at the varied identity or, or, or what it means. It's like, I'm going out, I'm doing this. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but they don't have to if you set the parameters within your relationship, you're not so much asking for permission, 
But I think men, because uh-huh. they're the, the children are not attached to them in the same kind of way, they can just go out. Hey, I'm going, I'm doing this. But then we have to assess the magnitude of the situation before we make decisions. Mm-hmm. I get that. And um, you know that I have recently begun a parenting adventure of my own. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> so happy for you. So happy because I've known that that's what you wanted and you were going down that path. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Um, and I think that rings so true because it's, that's, you know, such a, it's almost like what we do is invisible. Um, and, and you have to kind of point it out for it to be seen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you, you, both you and your husband participated in our last year summit, which included men and it included men at ally as allies. And what we were looking at was that, um, I know the the uh, author so well right now and, and can't even think of her name, but emotional labor um, and really looking at that when you said invisible, it immediately drew me to that emotional labor uh, book, because that is a, a lot of what, you know, the things that we just do, the scheduling, the planning, um, just keeping all the balls in the air. And no matter how supportive, and I mean, your, your husband, you know, we, we were, you know, the women in the, on the panel and in the audience were kind of like, he was talking about how he supports you and, you know, you know, the dynamic within your relationship, which I think is so amazing, but also still, as you drill down, there's still just this invisible emotional labor, uh, that women tend to carry. Yeah. Um, and, and not to take away from that point, because I do, um, I do really, I love that. And I, and I have that, I think I first saw that post about like emotional labor in the Detroit women's leadership network. Um, but I wonder if you could actually, um, because I'm, I have a feeling a lot of people listening to this in the future will not know what summit we're talking about or, um, you know, so to give some context, that was an annual summit for the Detroit Women's Leadership Network, which as I know it, um, or I first encountered it as a Facebook group, um, and has kind of some different things that have grown out of it over the years. And I wonder if you could, um, just sort of explain, I, cause I actually don't know this, like how it started. Um, and as I know it now, there's several thousand women connected to it in the Metro area. Um, so yeah, just kind of introduce it and like, tell us about your baby, your fourth baby. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I know what order is it? <laughs> and you know, in, in the baby sphere for me, right? Uh, because I do have three biological children and then I've got all these <laughs> other <laughs> initiatives that are really, you know, a birthing process in and of themselves. Um, but this really came out of, I was on uh, maternity leave with um, my middle child, uh, Preston and, and this was with my first child, I was not able to take the kind of maternity leave I wanted to both for, you know, being a young college graduate, newly married, you know, new in the work space. And so I really needed to figure out how to keep earning while I was off. 
Um, and so I took, you know, the, the minimum, I think of what I had, it was either six or seven weeks or something that I had off, but then I was still, I was a finance operations manager at my job. So I was still like bringing invoices home and like kind of working from home, uh, after I had the baby. And I don't remember how fast it was, but I want to say probably like two weeks and not that I was sitting, um, in front of a computer all day. But I was very much, you know, 2009, when my first child was born, you know, sitting at home, like working with with a new baby. And then come 2012 with my second child, I was able to actually be off. And so I I took, you know, 12 weeks off. I was in a better position to save and have my savings in addition to um, my time off from work. And I had the opportunity to willingly participate in things that I was interested in. And so one of the uh, boards that I was on, I went to one of our events and I took Preston with me. And he, I still have this, this picture um, to this day. It comes up in my Facebook memories. And um, he, I had just nursed him and he was like milk wasted. And one of my friends <laughs> caught the picture in the meeting and he's just smiling like this. And I'm at a meeting freely on maternity leave. And so I named it in my post networking and nursing. And at the same time, I was also reading lean in. I said, Oh, I'm going to read lean in while I'm on maternity leave. And so I had this time, this extra time to just kind of process more about what I love and enjoy. And, you know, deep down inside, I knew I was a feminist. And my husband actually says that he knew I was before I did. Cause what I told him, I was like, I'm a feminist. And, and he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we already know that. So I was reading that book and, and I, I will say coming to a conclusion that I was okay with that term because it does have negative connotations in our, in our world. Um, and as I was reading it, I was like, I really want to do something more to support women and to help women. At the same time, I had a friend who was more vocal, like she was always posting articles and sharing different things about supporting women. And at that time, in my heart, I felt really led uh, to jumpstart this with her. So we linked up together and I said, hey, this is what I'm wanting to do. I'm reading this, but I want to create something that's really um, more down to earth um, and accessible for women in Detroit. And that included women of all kinds of backgrounds, not just something for black women or just something for women in education or just something for women in engineering, you know, just bring us all together and put our heads together on, you know, what are the things that we're facing and, and try and support each other. And so from there, we we had our first meeting. We invited about 30 and about, I think, no, I think we invited around 20 or so um, and had about 15 at our first meeting at the Whitney and um, had a Facebook group. And we, we started out with that in 2014. And now it has grown to over 8,000 women on our Facebook platform. Um, wow. Coming up in uh, early next year, it'll be three years since I launched the membership platform. Um, mm-hmm. We have an advisory council of women who've been going along on this journey with us, I'd say since about 2015. We started in 14 and then we have an advisory council of women who really help support. Um, when I launched the membership platform, I brought on some more partner entities like, um, you know, organizations and individuals who align with our mm-hmm. mission. So 
One of our key partners is Amanda Luan in Bamboo, Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our events are there. Um, you'll see us do work with Motor City Woman, Robin Kinney. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the list really goes on. Mother, honestly, we started doing some things with them last year um, and, and blessing Adesian. Um, So it's, you know, it has really evolved. Um, it, you can be as involved as you would like or not. You know, you can kind of come to the events that we have or you can just participate on the platform. You don't have to pay if you don't want to pay and you you can pay um, if you want to support us in that way. So that's kind of it. It's a long story, I think, you know, giving you all of that background, but that's who we are and, and who we're continuing to evolve to be. I love it. Um, sorry, my headphones just decided to not work out on me. That's so. fine. I was hoping you could still hear me. So I kind of sped up that last part. Cause I'm like, I don't know if you can still hear me. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so let me make sure that my audio is all the way up so I can hear you. Um, just fine. Um, yeah. So, um, no, that's, that's fantastic. Um, because one of the things I love about the network is frequently, um, you know, there's a, I frequently see women post needs and it'll be something like, I'm looking for X, I'm looking for this location or this need or this role. And I'm looking for these things. And it's all of a sudden, you know, you look back an hour later and there's like 25 responses. That's right. And And, it's just, it's so cool to see. It's not only that there, you know, you have created an environment where it's not simply that, because I'm on a couple of different pages that I've, you know, sort of joined and then gone off because frankly, they get to a point where it's like, is you know, really like, helpful? This, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a community, you know, there's, there's they, the people who are on the pages are not there. Like, you, you know, you want your own need to be met, but you're not helping with others. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I compare often, um, because there's always quality improvement with whatever it is you're providing, but also when it's a side passion or a side hustle, you don't always have all of the time to dedicate to it. So you're kind of figuring it out, uh, but still maintaining the integrity. And so we have some guidelines that we've put out there um, and I police the page as my time allows, uh, but really building that community has been very important. We don't just allow anything and people continue to come to us as that supportive place. I'm in some groups where it's really positive, but you'll find the people who who are actually there to down other people or be negative or judge people. And, you know, I appreciate you saying that and and bringing that up because I don't want to be the one to say, yeah, but our group doesn't do that. Um, But, you know, and and if you do have some, some bad actors and they get put out, but I think the spirit and the unity of it all is really there in the virtual space. And then you see it when we all actually come together as well um, for, for our meetings. And I, I was, um, you know, trying to think through our most recent partner, um, is, is that we, we launched this year, this summer, actually a women's magazine. And so now we have the blend, which is a digital, uh, women's magazine. And we did that in partnership with another woman run 
um, news outlet, which is Detour Detroit. And so Ashley and uh, Kate um, are just, you know, my, you know, more recent partners in this work and looking at ways to continue to uplift the voices of women and tell our stories. Yeah, I just, I love it so much. Um, it's so funny to me that your anecdote about your husband, um, and that he was like, oh, no, I knew you were a feminist. <laughs> he was like, uh, you're just coming to that conclusion. And, you know, I never said it out loud. And I think it's, it's, it's very um, empowering to say something mm-hmm. out loud. And not that I ever denied it. It was a real acknowledgement for me because I, I didn't do a lot of research into it because I think of a lot of the negative connotations. And so it was just like, okay, feminism, you know, what is that? But in reading that book and in really looking at my life, like, yes, I want women to have, you know, the same, you know, opportunities and privileges at work, um, in our society at home. Like those things are important to me. And I love to cook but I don't want to feel like, no, that's your job. And it's your job, you know, to cook and to stay here while I go and work and you do that. I feel like I have a lot to contribute to my children and to society. And if that means I'm going out and working or I'm cooking in the kitchen, I don't, I don't want to be pigeonholed. Right. And it, I, the other reason I really love that you said that though, is because I deeply identify with that sentiment. Um, so on my own personal journey to calling myself a feminist, I had several years as like in my late teens and early 20s where I was like, I'm not a feminist. That was the, that was the older women, you know, that, that was in the 60s and the 70s. And, and I, I don't want to burn my bras and I like men, you know, and and I I think from what I'm hearing from you is like it just I kind of was going through life and experiencing these things and learning these things. And, and it, I kind of realized like, actually I am a feminist because I think women should be valued the same. And I had grown up in a household where my mom had always made more money than my dad, or at least, um, since like she, she had gone back to school and gotten her degree when I was around nine or 10 years old. And then after that, she, um, Uh, made more money than my dad and still continues to. And, um, which is fantastic. Um, and also I love that you're able to talk about that freely too. That's a whole other conversation too, but. Right. Right. And, and, and so like growing up in that environment and it wasn't necessarily actually that my mom was like, I'm a feminist and, and you're a girl, so you can do whatever you want because you're a girl. It was, you know, that wasn't a part of my conversation. It was just kind of like, my parents didn't talk about, you know, like things about feminism or equality or things like that. We just kind of lived our lives. It was my, yeah. And so, so, you know, I just kind of entered, like left my small town when I was 18 and was like, oh, I'm not a feminist. I don't need to be a feminist. Life is great for women. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's out here making the bread and and baking it and (laughs) doing all of that. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the podcast. Allison Putt is the host. 
Matt Kaczynski is the audio wizard. Cassie Lee Kasner made the cover art. You can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Feminine Pod. The website is femininepod.com. That's eminent with an F, pod.com. If you want to support the show, you can donate on Patreon at patreon.com slash feminine or follow the show on social media or subscribe however you listen. Till next time.